Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Andor, episode 10, One Way Out. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adenoma. How's it going? Hello, hello. We both at the same time. <laughs> um, actually, funny enough, just making that sound, I was watching uh, my cousin play Splatoon, and all the characters talk like, I'm like, oh my god, this is going to make me lose my marbles. Um, so, it's almost like it's a kid's game or something. Oh, man. Don't play Splatoon 3 unless you well, really, really like it. Uh, yeah. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm alive, as far as I can tell. Doing that Blurk uh, Friday shopping for your PCs, boys? What? Yeah, because you told us. <laughs> <laughs> Setting up the conversation on his end. I hey, it's great is. because now Ed and Noma can do all of the processing they need to. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, if only I had the money to back it Woo-hoo! up. <laughs> Speaking of money, Ed. Mm. Yes. You let the listeners know what this podcast is about. What? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that relates. It doesn't. It doesn't at all because money just gets burned at this podcast. I love it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, this is Temple Archives, and we are going over Andor episode 10, One Way Out. I should have said speaking um, of burning money. Ed, tell them what the podcast is all about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That works. There's a segue I'm looking for. OFXM post. <laughs> but... For, especially for this episode, what we'll be doing, we'll be summarizing the story for you. It's, it's, it's a decently long episode, so we'll cut that down as much as we can. We're going to tell you how it relates to other Legends and Canon material. Uh, we will have a quick opinionated discussion about it, and this is all happening no, five objective. years before the Battle of Yavin, so when the first Death Star blows up. It's been a crazy series so far. This is oh, it's, good. When you watch these episodes now, you kind of forget, unless they bring it up, of half the things that have happened before. I know, right? It just, which things... isn't a bad thing. It just keeps you in the moment, which it is makes, really great. It's making the best stack burger I've ever ate. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> so, if you've seen, if you've watched it already, great. This is the this is the podcast for you. And then if there's something you see that we haven't mentioned, or if you've not seen something that we've mentioned, feel free to contact us. There's many ways to do so. Um, but really, 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 I've been watching some videos that saying a lot of people aren't watching Andor. What? Uh, it's piqued my curiosity. So if you aren't watching it, but you still listen to this podcast, please, please, please let us know why. Because I'd love to hear that. that Stop the podcast. Well. Stop. Don't listen to us. Go watch the show. And then come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the episode 10. So come on. If, if you haven't been watching, you're probably not here. But <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. If, and if you're new to the podcast, go back to episode one and listen through. Because there's a lot of insight in there and a lot of fun discussions. So. Episode one of Andor. Mm. Yeah, yeah don't go all the way back. To the I mean, if you want to go to episode zero, zero pilot, go for it. I would not recommend it. It is fucking terrible. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, you can contact us a bunch of different ways. No one's gonna let you know how. But once again, this is Andor episode ten, one way out. Absolutely, and as Dan said, nowadays we definitely know what we're doing, hundred percent. Oh, I mean, we sound a lot better. That's for sure. <laughs> that's fair. And we actually, you know, are able to communicate without uh, exploding in in terms of like all of us talking at the same time most times. Is that a challenge? No. <laughs> but challenge uh, yeah, me. you know, I, I like to uh-huh. think we record the podcast uh-huh. as well. And if you're saying, hey, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if you have your own opinions and you want to let us know how you think we could do better or, I don't know, how we could do worse, 
suppose that's always an option too. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And one of the easiest ways to contact us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We're going to plug that merch store until you guys are absolutely sick of it. And that one is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. I have to make a Christmas order for our shirts. I got to do that. I need new ones. <laughs> yeah. Why is this a money drain again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> got to promote. Uh, self-promote yeah but uh we also got an email which is connect at voice of the force.com social media wise we're on twitter and instagram the handle for both of those is at voice force pod as always reposting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base it's very much appreciated and you can listen rate review follow and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify amazon music audible and all major podcast platforms Viewing us with five stars on comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And remember, if you go to our Patreon, which doesn't exist yet, you can pay the $8 tier and get verified today. Moving on. Oh, my God. Just I I was like, should I make a Twitter joke? Should I not make a Twitter joke? That's the Twitter joke right there. But there we go. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from there, uh, we're going to do the same thing that we've done every week, which is going over the poster uh, for this week's episode real quick. Um, I mean, honestly, you've heard us say this a couple of times. It's the exact same as it's been the last couple of weeks, except this time we've got Clea uh, on the front. Exact same smoke, exact same red background, Imperial facility, X-Wings, thick line around the face. And that's the only thing that makes you know that this is an Instagram filter or, you know, it's not a real Instagram filter, but still they're putting some sort of effect over her. Uh, it looks good. We're going back to the black. Uh, you know, we've got a, a, her in a black suit with a white collar. It looks like it looks good. We've talked about this for what, like nigh on seven weeks at this point. So eight. it's uh, almost, yeah, seven almost, or eight. Yeah. yeah. You, you know how it is. Well, the first three posters were actually kind of a little bit oh, different. Oh, that's true. But, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add in, but yeah, it's basically the same as what we've been seeing lately. All I want to say is hi, Clea. Hi, Clea. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fair. Uh, so this episode was directed by Toby Haynes and was written by Bo Willimon. If I've mispronounced either of your names, I apologize. Uh, with that, we'll get into our synopsis. As always, this is your spoiler warning. From this point onwards, uh, we're going to spoil everything and uh, go over the synopsis, go over our discussion, but assume you've watched it. If you haven't watched episode 9, wait. If you haven't watched episode 10, uh, what are you doing? Stop here, go watch it, then come back and enjoy without any fears of being spoiled now. Uh, that is the finer spoiler warning. Let's get into the synopsis. Uh, as always, I'm going to break these down into the individual stories because uh, we've got a couple going on. And uh, I think this episode starts off with... I actually can't remember. Um, it, no, it is Andor. Uh, this episode starts with Andor stuff, but he is kind of the meat and potatoes of this episode, as it were. So I'll go for a couple of other people. The shortest story in this one, like bar, the, the easy... <laughs> It's two people's stories, and they're both insanely short, is Marva and Cinta in this episode, where we basically, they are only in it to show that on Ferrex, Imperial Presence is uh, being heightened even more. We see a doctor talking with some people that we've never seen before, but they're talking about Marva. I guess she's hiding her pills now. She's in that phase of, of uh, 
kind of the retirement where it's like, no, I, I, I know I need these bills, but I don't want to take them because rebellion. Um, so they're, t- they're talking and they're very concerned about it. And they go into the house. We see Sinta is watching it and walks by. And then behind them, we see someone who's clearly an Imperial agent also watching the house. So that's their story. That's all that's really in there. Moving on, the next shortest story is uh, probably Deidre's in this episode. She only shows up for one scene. And it's tied, but she's tied into another character who will be very important this episode uh, for once. And her thing is they are basically talking about the Anto Krieger situation. The uh, Kriegers uh, send out a distress call basically of being like, help this ship, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they're watching it. And um, Dietra kind of puts forward the thing of like, now we just sit back and wait. And um, the other isb agent who's with uh her and partagaz who's uh we hadn't really needed to know his name before but like i said later on we're gonna have needed to uh lonnie jung who was the uh isb agent who partagaz has kind of been dunking on since the series started um he points out if we want to make this look natural then isb should actually take an interest we shouldn't just sit back we should do our standard procedure and look into it without really looking into it because they already know and partagaz basically says yeah all right do that and then deidre leaves that's it. Uh, next shorter story is Mon Mothma, where we get an interesting kind of. It, again, this is this is feeling like Game of Thrones over uh, on Mothma's side. So uh, this episode, she is meeting with uh, the guy that Tay was talking about earlier, uh, Davos Skulden. As one could imagine from last episode, this one does play perfectly into I think what we expected, which is that she meets him, she doesn't like him, the meeting doesn't go well. Half the reason it doesn't go well is because Davos uh, basically says, "I'll lend you the money if." you uh if your daughter is betrothed to my son basically he doesn't he doesn't play it like that like he tries to be more diplomatic but it's clearly what he's saying um she doesn't like that option at all because she already hates davo obviously um and we can already also kind of tell she doesn't really like the chindrillin customs so she's not interested she basically says uh tay will see you out and it's an interesting conversation that we'll talk about it later on because it is it is uh, a lot of good kind of politicking um so that kind of wraps up that part. The next part we've got, which is uh, a part I definitely do want to talk about because it was very, very cool, is we've got a small scene with Clea and Luthen. Uh, Luthen comes into the shop and Clea basically says he wants to talk. Uh, this is dangerous. Let me go instead. And Luthen's like, nope, I, I'm going to do this. And she says, what if it's a trap? And he goes, if it's a trap, then we're already screwed. So you're wondering, okay, so who's this important, powerful person? And we see it later on in the episode because it's Lonnie. And, uh, you know, as soon as I saw him kind of from that setup scene, I was like, oh, fuck, he's a double agent. Yeah. And so we see him in normal clothing going through the Coruscant underground. He gets into a very, very small elevator. It's almost looks like a service lift. Uh, scrunches up at the top, gets a, a comm bead, puts it in his ear, has a, a quick talk with Luthen. Uh, Lonnie basically updates him on the Anto Krieger situation, tells him to watch out for Deidre. Um, and he... he he implies he basically says they're looking for axes and this thief and they're trying to link it to Aldani. and you can tell that lonnie is thinking that uh what we're thinking right that luthan is axis um but luthan plays it off as the opposite he says oh uh, he because uh, lonnie asks you know did you guys do Aldani?" and he goes no we uh, we backed out we we were offered a position but we decided not to uh, so we don't know who it was either so he's lying you know luthan's just lying to everybody it's because if he gets caught at the isb he's, this guy's gonna break yeah exactly yeah. right like that's a lot of info um because, so but yeah, you know he's he he his daughter likes, too right 
yeah yeah That's and then the, so yeah we'll get to that part right of also that that kind of uh manipulation but uh but it's the same thing right he lied to to saw as well about it so it's it's just playing it close for everybody and he te- he i think the only person he's been honest with about it uh the Aldani job so far was uh mon yeah because it was for um, like she was the one funding right so like that's yeah, the only person yeah. that needs to know basically you don't need to show off um, because that's just going to create more conflict between you and other cells yeah yeah um so so lani meets with um luthan because when the door is open to the lift he's standing on the walkway oh, and what, a, what an entrance he, yeah it was a very cool entrance very uh, atmospheric yeah and um it really the the conversation they have it really reminded me of i mean we talked about unfortunately i'm gonna cut down this, this no go part. for it go for it because we, we talked uh, we talked about it a little bit before sopranos uh last episode oh yeah, yeah. It very it very much reminded me of uh gene in from sopranos because okay. uh, luthan comes to, or uh, lonnie comes down and basically says i want out i want out of this game i've got a kid now uh, I want to take care of her. I, I can tell ISB it's it's this reason why I want to leave, and it's just you know stress and blah blah blah. Um, but I want out, and and it's very like I said, like we'll talk about it a little bit more. But it very much reminded me of that same kind of situation um, with Gene's character arc in season six. I think it's five or six, but um, just that same kind of like you're trying to to get out, even though you know you can't really. But yeah. you're trying. So Luthen says that he says you can't get out. You know you're you're too valuable of an asset. Um, we need you to stay here and he's been in there for six years yeah yeah and he says you know we helped your career as well you know this is good um but we need to you need to keep doing this and lonnie asks luthan well what have you sacrificed and luthan has a great monologue of basically it's it's a beautiful beautiful monologue that i was waiting for because we've been seeing the hints of this that luthan is actually this basically monster like on par with saw at this point uh, mm-hmm. with the amount of of uh the lack of the lack of morale or of morals he shows when it comes to executing his plans and so luthan's entire monologue is that he's he says i've sacrificed everything i'm i there i have nothing i'm a shadow of a man i he says i share my dreams with ghosts um oh my like, god i, I I use my enemy's own weapons against them. And when I look down, I have realized that the ground beneath me has collapsed and gone. So he basically says, I am, I have, I am no, I am not a human being anymore. I am this wraith of vengeance that exists to to destroy the empire. Yeah. My only point of existence is to inflict pain on the empire. I have nothing else inside of that. And so he said, what have I lost or what have I sacrificed? Everything. Although talking about that, he's he's still it's a beautiful monologue, but it's got some great manipulation in it as well. Because uh, has he really sacrificed? That's something I d- I want to talk about later on. Um, but that's basically the end of that arc. Uh, they and this that's where the episode ends. <laughs> basically, uh, there is a l- another shot uh, later on, but we'll get into that because it's the Andor thing. Because Andor's story picks up with him and Kino, um, kind of talking about how like w- he's trying to convince Kino like we need to do this, we need to escape. Uh, there, there's no other, there's no other point, and we need to do it tomorrow when the new man comes in. Uh, now that Olaf is dead, uh, because that's the only time we're gonna get. And uh, Kino is resistant at first until they get back to the bunk rooms. Everyone's asking what happened, and, and Kino and Andor basically spill it. Um, you know, everyone on floor two was killed because there was a transfer, and people realized what was happening. Uh, so the next day, they enact their plan um, with what's his name. Um, Mish, Mishan, Misha, Melchi? the Melchi, Melchi uh, yeah, him, Scott. Melchi, and and a couple of the other prisoners um, are basically 
making it look like everything's going well while Andor goes back into the toilet room and breaks the water pipe, which at first I was wondering, how does that help? Because water conducts electricity, but we'll see. Uh, so he gets out as the on-program starts, hands on head. They see the guards starting to come down. And basically, as the lift is starting to uh, come down and or jams the lift, they start phase one of their distraction, which is basically uh, trying to escape as fast as they're all trying to get up the, the lift and, and into the control room. It doesn't, it, it like kind of works, doesn't work because like a, a couple of people die, including two of the people Andor was making the plan with the guards open. Fu- the, there's something weird here that I, I want to talk about because they, they kind of retconned a rule that they said a couple of episodes ago. Um, but the guards open fire, a bunch of people die. They uh, go to activate the floorboards uh, and a couple of other people get electrocuted. But uh, the water that is now leaking out like crazy from the toilet room uh, overloads the floor panels. And so a couple of people get the people who are uh, touching the water die. But anybody else who's just on the floor is fine because Kino and a couple of others are OK. Uh, yeah, I think um, it shorts it, like it shorts all of the electricals before it like continues past the water, I think, is what happened. I, yeah, something like that. Because yeah. the, the one person we see getting electrocuted, he's his feet are in the water. Yeah. Was, oh man, that was brutal. Yeah. Um, so once that happens, once the floor is shut down, the floor two is basically shut down. Um, they all attack at once. They overpower the guards because it's you know it's like forty five prisoners in that room, and I think they'd only killed four or five at that point versus uh, three guards. Like it's not gonna work. So they do it. Cassian is able to kill two of the guards. Ice is the guy behind the control panel who's calling for help, even though all the systems are down. They start the prison wide. Um, it goes off like so shockingly well. The prison wide riot. They get to the control rooms on floor eight and they shut down all the floors and they turn off the uh, electricity completely. Um, which I'm glad I caught. There's a line that that one of the uh, Imperials that they're holding at gunpoint says, and if I hadn't caught that line, I would have been very confused a couple minutes later because he basically, uh, Andor says, turn, like, shut off the, the high, uh, what's it called? Shut off the water uh, energy wells, right? Like the, the water turbines yeah. that give power. And the guy goes, it takes months to reset those. And Andor's like, I don't care. Turn them all off? Like yeah, turn them all off. So they force them to turn it off. Um, Kino gives a big speech about how uh, if you're going to escape, now's the time. Everybody help each other. There's only one way out. Do it. Um, so they they start the prison wide riot. They all escape, and Andor and Kino leave the two Imperial officers alive in the room, which is what I was confused about because I was like, but then they're just going to activate the floors again. No, because I'd forgotten. The guy said technicians have to come and it takes months to restart the turbine. So because otherwise I was going to be like, why don't you? Why would you not kill the guards? That literally once you leave, they're going to reactivate everything. But Power has been cut through on emergency, so makes a bit more sense. Um, I guess it's just a convenient way to not have to ice two officers who haven't really done anything evil. But then that third guy who didn't even ask questions gets killed, so I guess fuck him, right? Uh, but anyways, uh, they they do their escape. They get up to to the uh, basically where we saw the shuttles coming in, and uh, people start basically running out, like just jumping, just starting to swim to safety. Uh, Andor has a quick talk with Kino. It turns out Kino can't swim, so. Um, I got a couple of questions about that too, but I, I, as someone who knows how to swim, I don't really know what I, you know, I can't really relate to someone who can't. So, uh, as Andrew's trying to figure out how to help Kino, he gets basically pushed off the platform by other people trying to escape. So he doesn't have a choice. And so the next time we see him, it's him and, uh, Melshin 
just the two of them. Everybody else is gone. I don't know how. We saw them all swimming away, but whatever. Uh, running through the sands, kind of heading off into wherever. We don't know. And that's where the episode ends. Man, uh, um, what yeah. an episode. Holy yeah, it's a, it's a good geez. episode. I'm, I'm just so confused on what the, last, the next two episodes are going to be about. But And that's it, right? Like, how are they going to get picked up? Who are they going to call for help? Like, how yeah. can you call for help? Imperial reinforcements going to scour the whole fucking planet. You saw them at the end doing that, mm-hmm. though, right? So... But this this show is, I think, it feels like it's going to be the first one where season one's going to end on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, they're really going to push for season two to be uh, hit the ground running with the action. So Because I, otherwise, I can't, this can't get resolved in two episodes. No. That would be, I mean, who knows? I've been wrong before, but it seems crazy. That... Unless, unless we get those hour and a half last I, two episodes. I mean, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to get, we're definitely going to get, um, a resolution to where Cassian is at now. Mm. I think what we realized, I guess maybe even what Cassian realized in this is that he realizes that he is part of something. He can be part of something bigger and the, what he's able to do against the empire. Cause mm. he just shut down and basically destroyed an entire prison prison facility. One of yeah. the most hard prison facilities to get out of. Right. Or knocks mm. of of this, so. Well, it's, let's it's, not go crazy. That's that's old mob, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's what in canon that's kind of where we're at, right? So, mm. it's interesting, and there is a lot of room for where he goes now. Like he can go back to Luthen, thinking and realizing, you know what? No, I I think I can do this. I think this is when I want to join in because I realize mm. I can, and when I didn't, I got fucked by the Empire. So it's just gonna happen again. The other thing is he could go back to Ferex and see what's going on with uh, his mom, right? With, um, what's her name? Marva. Marva. Um, and see what happens there. Because there's still storyline there, right? Um, mm. So it depends. Are we going to leave off on a cliffhanger and he's not going to go either way? And then there's like an see, open strand for next season? What I find interesting is that this happening now concurrent with isb trying to figure out what's going on with krieger and seeing something on this scale is just like well which one do we investigate now we got to split and look at both of them is that going to divert things away so krieger stuff might actually go through maybe a little bit like they won't get as much as they thought they would Mm. like it's it's starting to this is one of those things where it's starting to cause problems everywhere and on multiple fronts and how thinly can the empire spread itself before everybody's crying for oh we need death star more and more and more that's true kind of thing right like we might we know what happens so at this point it's just like we might see implications and people's motivations and support as to why it should be a thing without knowing and and something that someone uh pointed out that uh it's a mix of of part of one of the blind wave reactions for obi-wan they were talking about um plus a couple other channels that i've been watching but they they pointed out some some good stuff which is that in obi-wan we see the Empire being fairly lax uh, because the Death Star is being built, right? So they can't afford to start throwing their weight around that much because yeah. they don't have it secured yet. But now we're five years out. The Death Star is at this point fully under construction. It's only five years away from being deployed. Um, so we're seeing now Now Palpatine's starting to get more bold, right? Pushing these things a little bit farther and being mm-hmm. willing to overstep boundaries because it's only five years out from the planet killer. Um so yeah, it's interesting kind of seeing this history slowly start to uh, come together. I know that's sorry. I know that's not fully on what your point was. But no, no, but that's the thing. It makes sense because mm-hmm. we're starting to see more and more like 
just how far they're willing to go. If you if you're spread thin, easiest thing to do is eliminate the whole thing and then get back to back on what you yeah. were trying to do. And that's what they were doing, right? Right. They were gonna melt everybody in the facility. So seeing things like that and I I was curious as to how this breakout was gonna happen. I'm happy with the way it did. So many mm. people died um, to get that first like floor. But cleared. here's the thing, and I was with Noma as I was that watching was it because I'm just like, first off, the the guy at the beginning is just like, Well, we don't need weapons. Oh, yeah, we, we need don't need support. guns in this facility. Why is that? And then the, well they, they uh, had him in the first episode when they went in. Yeah, they, they held them to their head, yeah. But they pretty much still have them like okay in their locker. They and every, rack, they're yeah. bringing they're bringing mm. the, the new guy down. It's just like it's just a guy stick. Yeah, I guess now but, that they did melt the other floor, it's yeah. just like yeah. okay, we're gonna take a little extra precaution. The two guys with the guns. Yeah, with, exactly. Because when I saw them, it was just like normally they're not there. Eh. Yeah. Then as I thought of it, I was just like, okay, well they're spooked because of they realized information got out. Yeah. So now they're doing that little like, okay, we're gonna over, overlook everything because of what Andor's saying is just like, this is the last time before they like double down on yeah, everything before they, they do. destroy security on this right? place, make it the most secure place that they can. So from there, it was just like, okay, I get that they're doing that. That's fine. The whole like uh, house stop elevator stick. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. that- <laughs> It's just like you mean to tell me that doesn't have enough pressure to just break that yeah, thing just right snap away? right through it. Yeah, Cassian like, comes out and he has his hands behind his head and he's like just covered in water. And and not only is it like the elevator doesn't have enough strength to break one lead pipe, the lead pipe breaks the elevator. Yeah, it's the opposite. It, sh- it jams it the, like the it, yeah. and the other side slams into the ground. It's like wow, this is built like shit. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but man, like holy shit, like. Them getting to the control tower and like you see all the floors realizing like oh we can get out of here right. Oh, also oh. to a point that you said like so many people died in that thing yeah but I mean like the sentimentality that the head was right they're all already dead. Yeah that's exactly it. So you either you're dead right and... now or yeah. yeah do you want to you die know. here or die here in fifty years? So the one thing I was gonna say like yeah we get all the floors coming out and realizing oh shit we can do this and they're all like rising mm-hmm. up and then you see like the Imperials behind the dorm, like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrified, right? Yeah. And then... Well, you figure, they, they said it was it was 5,000 prisoners. 12, yeah, 12 people per floor. Yeah. And that was and there's, what... There's, assumingly, we, we're never told floors. in... Yeah, but we're assuming eight floors because the command center's on the eighth floor. Yeah, right? so... So that's, like, less than 100 guards. Find out the whirlpools are yeah. hydroelectric. Uh, like, that's what, why they're getting yeah, pulled yeah. in. Which, it's all which, hydroelectric. Which, it makes sense. Yeah, which is what I, I think one of us speculated when we first saw it. Yeah, was that they, they that's how they were all getting their energy. Interestingly enough, up. they're better off. Like the Empire is better at renewable energy than we are. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing too is we get them in like that that part where Cassian and Kino are in the like command center and like they're getting everything turned off and everything like that. And Kino has this moment of like, "Hey guys, like we're doing it. This is it." And then Andor, Andor's like, "Is that all you got? Come on, bring it up." Bring it up a few notches. And then he like quotes Cassian. He's like, I'd rather die to oh, what was the quote? I'd rather die fighting or putting it to the fighting man the or empire something. than die doing their bidding, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like giving them what they want. Doing what they want. Yeah. And it was a quote from Andor in the early part. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That was so good. Like the eye contact he had with him and stuff. It was just like perfect. Then once we get to the end and they're jumping off because that's all they can do into the water to get away. Mm. Kino stops and he's like, I can't do this. And then Andrew turns around and is like, What's wrong, man? He's like, I can't swim. 
and you're like, oh, he's gone. Like, that's see, it. See, he, he either jumps and like, drowns or stays there, and then they come get him. That's it. Yeah. In situations and the same like that, thing I think was, yeah. First off, that, that, that fall is huge. That's yeah. cliff diving, basically. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I'm surprised a lot of people didn't end up with, I'm like, sure they did. anything. I'm sure they right? did. But in that in that moment, like, the way he's panicking and all that, yes, you don't know how to swim, but you fucking know how to survive at that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't Try care to. if it's the craziest-looking frog paddle, dog paddle, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you can't swim. You're going to fucking learn in that yeah. moment because think, the alternative is terrible. Well, you got to remember, too, like, when people don't know how to swim, like, I, I, I'm assuming we all know how to swim, right? Mm. people panic right when you don't know how to do something and you're in a body of water that you don't know how to get to the top of and stay at the top of you're gonna panic and just flail and the flailing's not gonna it doesn't help you're just that's really gonna sink that's fight that's where i think fight versus uh, flight versus fight comes in because i remember i i didn't know how to swim for a long time i still consider myself a strong swimmer yeah but like i remember it was like grade eight or grade nine or something i was i was with my buddy we're at a pool and the whole time he's just like, yeah, we're going to jump in. I didn't realize he was walking all the way to the deep end because he oh. we just assumed I knew how, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So he's like, all right, we're going on three. And he jumps in. So I'm like, fine, I ain't no bitch. I'm jumping right after him. <laughs> didn't realize I couldn't hit the floor as soon as I jumped in. I start to sink. Yeah, and I was like, just Ooh. like, oh, shit. This is bad. And panic I, ensues. Yeah. The panic hit for a second, but it was more of like, I don't want to be embarrassed with all these people around. <laughs> you don't yeah, want to be the kid so I'm like, yeah. It's like, so I'm going to hit the floor because I can see the floor. I'm going to hit yeah, the and floor and push. push off hard. And then if I'm not fucking like pulling water away so I yeah. can get up to the front. And I did. And it was this weird like kind of like once I hit the top, I was just like, I don't know what to do from here. So like we're gonna do this weird like moon step yeah. bounce. Yeah, from the bottom. Like, and you're like, I'm like, at the top, back to the bottom. So, it's like, so as soon as I get up, it's like take as much air as again. We're going back down. Yeah. <laughs> and we're pushing off again and and we're going back down. Unfortunately, like, Kino Loy cannot touch the bottom of the ocean. But you can't do that here, right? <laughs> so I I was in other situations where yeah. I was like that too. But by that point, I was just like, okay, like listen, we've sharing gone enough Olympics. We've seen how people do this shit. Mm. try at that point so it's just yeah. like if you don't try you're gonna die yeah. basically you, have, so, you either yeah. die here or you try drowning which is and, I mean, and another, that's another fate, and right once once you start off like that your body just does at that point because all you're thinking is not die survive not die and his survive. was flight not fight that's what his and you saw him it. back so, up right and then at that point it's not it's not gonna happen so if you like, yeah, yeah. If, if he if he got shoved in without constant thing of jumping, I think he'd be fine. I don't know. And that's probably what needed to happen. But the fact that he didn't show us is like in my head, Cannon, he, he dies. Up there he dies drowning or he dies. Yeah, we never see him yeah. again, right? Yeah, we have no idea, right? Like and and see that's a good point that you bring up because I've never thought of like what to do if I'm underwater and you don't trying to get up. Yeah. Right. Because I I learned before that. But like because my assumption was like, well, somebody shows him how to you know, as soon as I thought, he gets like, Andrew was gonna like kind of help him hold him up, yeah, and yeah. like, yeah. All, all, all you really need is like once you're at the surface, you line your back and you kick. Like, yeah, that's it, and you're buoyant. So I'm assuming this is the sea, so you're even more buoyant. Um, so I, that's what I figured in my head, right? But like, it's true. If you don't know how to swim, none of these things probably yeah. occur to you, right? Like, because you're panicking. Right? You're not thinking. It'd be, yeah, be the equivalent of me being being like, how the fuck do I fix a um, what's a vehicle I've never worked on? Uh, like, how would I fix a jet? Right. Yeah, and like a uh, you know a technician would be like, well, obviously it's this, this, and this, and I'd be like, I, I, uh, I don't know. The thing stays in the yeah. air through magic. Yeah, like how do I mountain climb <laughs> yeah, without right? the gear? Yeah. Essentially, right? 
Um, oh, actually, that would be a good one. How do I get on a horse? Yeah, there you go. I, I don't know. I've never ridden a horse. If before. it doesn't have stirrups or anything on it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If there's no saddle, I'm fucked. Yeah, and no one there, like, really holds <laughs> your hand because, like, you can't... Up with the hundreds and hundreds of people up. that were coming out of the facility, <laughs> yeah. like, you're going to get lost. Like, I don't think... Even if Anor tried to help him, I think he would have, like, they would have been, like, dropped on by other people, right? Oh, yeah. It, um, it, it was complete panic. Like, every... As you saw, every, as soon as they dropped in, it was go. There yeah. wasn't any time to stop, thought, look around. Did you like how just... the, the eagle eye view was the Imperial Cog? Yeah, it was That was sick. Like, the aerial view of the facility, the facility mm. was the Imperial Cog. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's so cool. But of course they would. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, one, the one thing I do think was funny was you see everyone, like, yeah. swimming in opposite directions. I was like, one of those directions is more ocean. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who, that's what I was who, looking yeah. at. Who are the guys swimming being like, I mean, I, unless, the land that way? No, thank you. Unless like, it was nice in, visual. It might have been in a sense. lake where there is, like, yeah, there's, like, land on all sides, maybe? I don't know. True, but we only see the land yeah. from one angle. Yeah, right? we do. Yeah. It's, just, it's weird to me that people are being like, nah, this way instead. Can we just like, talk anyway. about the, let's talk about, let's do the coolest thing at the end. So let's talk about the Mon Mothma stuff first. So, I mean, are we done with the Cassian prison stuff? I don't think there's much um, else to talk about. Like, we get really yeah, cool stuff in terms of, like, them working together, Melchi kind of keeping each other's, like, everyone's like, back. Honestly, the only other shot that we really have is there's the one shot while everybody's escaping with the doctor from last episode, and he's got the look of like, my god, those sons of bitches did, did it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's like the only other uh, thing I can really think so, of. So, the one thing I was just like, you spent... I was constantly wondering why they were filing the, the pipe, right? Yeah, okay. Mm. To see this episode, he's just like, me take stick and bang against pipe, and it worked. I'm just like, so... <laughs> was that filing just for hope? Like, well, it's to weaken the I pipe so he could break it and burst it, right? Maybe, or the fact that he could get some grip on it so there'd yeah. be something with the mm. pipe that, rather than it just slipping off. Yeah, that's what I kind of starting indent kind of thing. I love how yeah. he did it though when he got yeah. the pipe at first, like the little pipe that he got. The guy gave it to him and he slipped it into his like sleeve, Surely. and then yeah, he when he put his hands up here, he moved it <laughs> to the other hand. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yo, so sick. Kind of makes sense now why prisoners have in in our world have short sleeve shirts. There you go. Hide <laughs> anything. Um, yeah. The one thing uh, too with uh, the the bursting of the pipe, I thought it was going to be a hydraulic pipe that was controlling the like the elevator, the little elevator. Yeah, yeah. So like when he bursts, so when he it, then it can't it, it, it can't move. Stop. Yeah, exactly. right. There's no pressure. That's what I thought it that, was. That is that is a very small thing where it was like that was a lucky break that they just they knew that it happened yeah. to be it happened to work that the water short circuited the floor. If it didn't, they all would have died. I mean, I'm yeah. sure maybe one of the people on their floor was like an electronic engineer or something like that. That otherwise, how would they have thought of that? Right? I don't know. Mm. Um, so it only makes sense if like one of the people on the floor was. Yeah, it's know. just the fact that like we were never told yes, how exactly. they figured this out. So it's convenient and it worked, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's lucky that that worked. Exactly. It worked. Like, um, yeah, but you know, it's a minor um, rape. Yeah, compared to the entire episode. Mon Mothma, though, it, it was interesting. I mean, Baker it, it, is a skeezy, sleazy motherfucker. I actually like him. I like him a lot I more than I was expecting him. to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, he was. He was realistic. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you where it hurts mm. the most. Your daughter is gonna marry my son without me to actually telling you that. It's like. You fucking slime ball, man. Think think about the early times, though, right? The one thing I in her head to me was kind of just like, why can't she already hates me? I do this now. I'm I'm losing her forever. That's what I mean, though. Like as a mother, like and a parent, you love your child unconditionally, regardless of how they feel about you. 
see the other thing that, especially that I kind of the other thing that I kind of saw from that is like we're we're really getting a sense that Chandrillan is incredibly culturally backwards. Yeah. Right. Mm. Which is something I wasn't expecting. I wasn't either. Um but kind of we with that, about it constantly, yeah. Yeah. The so for, so as soon as they kind of established that, I was like, okay, so when, when Davos says that, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because you know, if we're that culturally backwards, we're talking like at this point, Chindrilla is like the equivalent of Europe in the midi in the medieval era or yeah. feudal, I guess. Um, then yeah, it kind of makes sense that Davos would be like someone from that position who who you know him and probably Perrin and and other people like that would be like, well, daughters are resources. Yeah, um, I love how he's like, yeah, I've met with your husband like a handful, like a few times already. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, yeah, I wouldn't fucking doubt that. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, that just tells you what kind of man Davo is, right? Like it just yeah, they're 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 they buy into that all that um, feudalism a hundred percent because mm. they don't have to bear any of the burden of it, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like as soon as he said that, like as, I was like, oh okay, we're going like full. Uh, it also helps that I play civil. Uh, what's it called, Crusader Kings? Yeah, that would help. Yeah. Um, where where that's it. very much the thing, right? Like yeah, unless you're from a non-feudal or a non-European uh, feudal society. Not even European, like if you're not, yeah, like Nordic or if you're, you know, if you're Nordic or or uh, African or any of the other Islam, any of the other ones, if you're not from one of those, um, and you're from one of the centralized powers, the women can't do anything, right? So it's it's like I said, shifting to that mindset, it makes a lot more sense why everyone's acting like this and Mon's being outraged because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's seen that the rest of the galaxy is not this backwards ass, um, you know cultural dead end basically i love how the banker's like yeah money doesn't mean anything to me at this point like i have as much money as i ever would need mm-hmm. so i don't want that she's like i insist but, and he's like no yeah. there's something else that i want that i know is gonna bug you and but that I'm, ties into it yeah yeah that ties into it again as well right because in games like you know crusader kings whatever or you know actual historical life it's like yeah you're not you're not doing a lot of um negotiations or trades with money yeah. because everybody's it's got money yeah it's Moving it's forward. what are the other uh, tangible resources that we have, right? Yeah. Whether that's, you know, crops or people. Lordship. Or, Ladyship. yeah, titles, land, that that's kind of stuff, is, It's right? a title for the him. money. Yeah, the money is the least of that because yeah. you get the money from those other resources. Yeah. Um, and he has as much so, money as he yeah. ever would need because he's a, he's a banker, a corrupt banker. Yeah, right? yeah. So. It, it's not a world that we can really think of. I love of, how but... he's like the double Irish in a Dutch sandwich kind of guy. Huh? It's a It's a financial term that's like, that's how you kind of like, you you do banking and store money in like Ireland and and like it's weird, but it's like a way to get around oh, taxes. Like, yeah, Ireland yeah. and Switzerland and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the so tax he's like that kind of guy because he's like, yeah, the empire makes it harder for us to move our money around, but I yeah. have found ways to do that. And yeah, yeah. you know, it's just they're an impediment. It, it's we're getting a weird duality thing from uh, Mon with her morales, which I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna say that I don't understand it, but it's. It's interesting watching the duality of um, moral corruption, which we're really kind of seeing this episode, right? Because Mon is so desperate to stay clean, um, kind of in the same way that Leia is, but because I think Leia takes the fight directly to people, she can, you know, at least vent that way. Yeah. But Mon's desperately trying to run this as, as morally good as possible. And she has to, she like, has to sacrifice something sometime. Exactly. And so far, right? it's like, only it, just been her sacrificing yeah. it. Not the at things a, around cert- her. Yeah, at a certain point, what where mm-hmm. what's the point where you say, Well, I have to get my hands dirty somehow? Yeah. And I agree, you know, her daughter is is 
not i think the area where she should be like all right this yeah. is where I'll, like, I'll, I'll let that I'll go collapse. Yeah, it's, if that's anything it would be your husband right? let the husband go. Yeah. <laughs> 100% right um but yeah like so that part i understand but we're seeing kind of like it, it's like the batman um debate right where it's you know batman doesn't kill because if he does then that opens the door to hit for him to just full-on psychopath yep um, and that's why he never does it. And and while that's got its upsides and its downsides, it's like, yeah, we kind of can see from here a good example of that because you've got Mon on one end who's like, I need to, to stick to my principles and my morals so I don't become a monster in doing this. And now we're seeing Luthan on the other side of that, right? Yep. Of fuck my morales, fuck what I think, uh, fuck all of, fuck trying to stop people from suffering. Let's burn the empire to the ground any way I can. It's very reminiscent of uh, Saw, yeah. It's just, um, you know, when we saw Saw in Rogue One, it was a lot less sane. Um, but it's interesting that they're very much in that same kind of like, it doesn't matter who, how many people we make suffer as long as we free them in the end. Yep. Even if they're a corpse by the time we do that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, that, I, I can that totally see Mon doing like a, you know what, let's have them meet. Maybe they don't hit it off. And it's a risk I'm willing to take because it's going to save countless people in the galaxy. Possibly. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of where the banker guy Davo said he's like, you know what? That's the first thing you told me that was a lie. Yeah, that was yeah, because I'm not considering it. And it, like that, yeah. that I, that would be the safest middle ground, right? Is they meet, and if she doesn't like him, then Mon's like, well, we're not, we're not doing anything. I can definitely this. see them liking each other. Yeah, and and but that's yeah, the right, thing, though. Be... a rich pretty boy, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Because if she goes up to her daughter, it's it's double edged. If she goes up to her, be like there's somebody who wants to meet you and it's gonna be fun and treating it all nice. She's gonna be like, why are you being nice about it for? I won't like him on principle then. And that that would be interesting if that's how Mon approaches it, right? Because, and if she approaches it the other way where it's just like, listen, it's just coming through, don't even entertain it. Like, it's not something we want. Oh, why don't you want it? Well, I don't like you anyway, screw you. Dad's is cool, so I'm gonna, Dad's one of Dad's friends. So, oh, guess what? I really like him though, too bad. Uh, And then she's she's screwed that way too. So it's like, to refuse it outright yes like she asked him she's gonna be back to the corner where he's gonna go and if she continues to back down he's just gonna go talk to Perry and be like yo bro i'm coming over dude oh yeah sure when do you want to come when do you want to reach i'm bringing my son cool i haven't seen him forever you want to meet my daughter <laughs> like they're yeah, just gonna go around her door, yeah. at that point she's gonna come home from something and be like what the fuck mm-hmm. just like she has before because yeah. it's already been established that he just doesn't tell her stuff yeah there's a party tomorrow why wasn't i informed yeah he called and said he wanted to come over and he said mm-hmm. he was you had him over before so i thought it was cool oh see at that point though like at the at the rate that this is going if if mon doesn't if she does walk into it and is like outraged it's kind of her own fault though at that point because like you're right like we know that Perrin does this we know that you know everyone around her is constantly working to undermine her undermine her and if she's not taking steps to protect against that then that's her fault. You know, it sucks, but yeah, it is kind of her fault, right? She's like, in the cage, a... and she's actually in the cage. Yeah, because again, right, like, Luthen's method is much more ruthless. Go find Cassian and kill him. Yeah. Um, but the, we don't, he's not being troubled by these, you know, kinds of, of nagging uh, doubts, as it were. Yeah. Um, and that this is one thing, too, because, I mean, if you haven't guessed by now, I really like great characters. I, I really, really like <laughs> characters who do evil things for good reasons um so so luthan's monologue here like one of my favorite villains of all time is uh ozymandias from uh uh, watchmen okay Um, because it's it's 
even though I would argue that his plan doesn't make any sense, especially in the movie, it makes zero sense. Um, in the comics, it kind of makes a, it, I, I think in the comics, it makes a lot of sense for a couple of decades, but that's a whole different discussion now. Um, you know, if that ends justify the means thing, but I really enjoy Luthen's speech of being like, I, I have fully immersed myself in being a monster just so I can hurt the empire. And I know that, and I'm not afraid of that. Um, because that whole speech with Lamy is is great. The self-realization thing too, and not hiding from it is the best part, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, only... I admit it. I know what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is like, oh no, how did this happen? It's like bullshit. You put you were pushing that button every time. Exactly. You mean to tell me you didn't know? Yeah. Cause it would be so much easier for him to just say, Well, what have I said? Have you noticed that I don't have a family? Have you noticed that I don't have kids or relatives or anything like that? I've sacrificed things, right? But I'm exactly. still a good person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the moral high. But no, he he's and I love the fact that he's a hundred percent honest, and he just goes, "I've sacrificed so much. I'm a monster. I can't have your life anymore." Like you, you're living the life I wish I could. Essentially, like, yeah. in terms of like, but, I well, wish I wish I had the th- like the the be able to even think about any of that shit. I can't. He, I am a monster, I don't, I don't and even... I like he talks to the the part that he said like, I share my dreams with ghosts. Yeah, to me, it's like anybody he talks to in the rebellion to him is a ghost that's why he can let the 50 men and anto krieger die yeah right he's like all of those men doesn't have gone you're more important right now see i i think and again maybe this is just my own bias because i love these characters but Mm. i don't even think he's saying i want what you have but i can't it's that we're completely different breeds of of like humans yeah it's like you are you are normal i'm a twisted monster you're right and i did this to myself yeah like that kind of like i like i think you're showing those like i can't even like there's no fathoming what i'm losing like i like in the last line he's like everything i've lost everything yeah like holy shit man because yeah because he has that line too of like because i I think at a certain point he was you know um he did still want all that stuff but it's the line he says where it's like i was staring up and and clawing at whatever i could for so long when i looked down the ground beneath me it collapsed and that's a beautiful metaphor for just by the time i'd actually gotten to where i wanted to be everything was gone everything was already lost Uh, i'd love to see uh, what his snapping point was, because now that's that's the big thing I want to see is what drove Luthen to lose his mind. We saw for saw it was the two punch combo of Stila and then the Empire yep. turning on. Well, the Republic t- turning into the Empire yep. right? yeah. that shattered him. Um, even if the Bad Batch gave him a little bit of hope for like a Second. month, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, now I, I'm really curious to see good Luthen sliding into full. I'm a ghost. I, yeah, because we're seeing certain um, things that he believes kind of speed up revolution, right? Make people suffer, make them hurt, make them think the Empire is going to give them no choice but a hellish existence. Yeah. And the amount of times he's repeated that is like, well, this is, you are saying that from experience. So now... So what was your hell point? Exactly. Turned to hell, yeah. yeah. Can I just say it's, the chills that that speech gave me was mm, fucking unreal. Like in yeah. Star Wars, we don't get monologues like that very often. Ooh, <laughs> not like that. Yeah, yeah. That is like again, Ellen Skarsgård. I didn't realize how great of an actor he is until I've seen him in this. Like I've seen him in other mm. stuff, but like this is an unreal amount of acting, and like 
honest to God, like I hope Luthen stays alive for season two because I want to <laughs> see him. <laughs> Just like oh, you said, so. like you said, like well, just Axis, right? Yeah. He's not gonna yeah, go yeah. until they like narrow down who yeah. he is. And like, yeah. holy yeah. shit, though, man! Like the chills I like, got down my spine watching that yeah. scene. See, because oh. I was gonna say this for me was the much darker version of Mig's story in uh, Mando season two. Yeah, I can see like, that because that's the same. Like we learned, more, what, yeah, but we learned what broke him. Everyone he knew died in an instant. Yeah. From Operation Cinder. Yep. His all the people he'd worked with, all everything he thought he was protecting, the people he thought he was bringing law and order to, they all died. I think it's more tragic for, of, for Migs because of the Night King. But yeah, because he didn't decide to then go like yeah, he just turn into a up. monster, right? Yeah, exactly. He gave up. So that's why this is the much darker version because Luthen took all of that and was like, "Now that you've taught me this, I'm going to." apply it to you i'm gonna take what you did and my, give it right I, back to you yeah i use my enemies methods to hurt them right i will make these people suffer so that they have no choice but to rebel which is maybe he was a republic officer turned imperial officer that then mm. that some, some i would love to know his backstory happen. and i'm sure that's going to come yeah. out in like a, a andor visual guide or something i mean that, that would be something really cool if he was like a republic officer on ryloth or something and you you go from protecting the twi'leks to enslaving them yeah like that could be interesting. Uh, so I think that because uh, we talked about the last episode, uh, beautiful kind of visual metaphor back and forth. Because he says that right, like I use my enemy's tactics to to hurt them, and you know once once you realize there's no hope, that's when we can actually get a re revolution. Right. And that's what happens on the Kina this episode is once they realize there's no hope, they have well, one then choice. What do we have to lose, right? So it's it's ironic because. Uh, this is Luthen did not apply this plan. The Empire did it themselves, but that is what he's gunning for, right? Mm -hmm. Is yeah, you you show these prisoners, hey, you're never leaving. You're going to die here. It's like, well, then why wouldn't I die trying to get out as opposed to suffer for forty years if there's never yeah. an escape, right? And you're helping so, it, not just existing. Yeah. You're helping so, the Empire actively hurt other people. Exactly. So we're seeing that Luthen's not wrong. He's completely correct. It's just the fact that you're not expecting this from someone who's saying he's a rebel, right? Yeah. Um, but I love that. I love that that we're being shown that his ideals are correct. They're just inhumane, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a great, great little, uh, I guess, a new facet, right? Because we haven't really seen this aside from mentions with Saw's stuff. Um, but yeah, Ed, sorry, I kind of jumped in. No worries, no worries. What I was doing throughout that whole speech, I was kind of more focused on Lonnie and his reaction to everything like that, because he was from everything. He was just like, you know, I'm planning this, want to get out. But the time he was doing that walk and everything like that, I wasn't expecting him to go meet Luthen or anything like that. I'm just like, what's your deal? You know, you've been you've been shit on this whole time. You I thought he was going to reach one good idea to uh, mm. Cyril. He's, he might have seen something going on with Deidre, and I thought that was kind of like a, a step up. Well, I wasn't him. even thinking about uh, Cyril. Yeah, sorry, yeah neither was I. <laughs> it was just kind of like, okay, so you're clearly going to do something. He gets into the elevator. I'm just like, what secret plans do you have? Like, you you told him this. Okay, gets the earbud and starts talking here, Luthen. I'm like, mm. okay, fine. You mean the Six, then, then you hear the backstory. Six years. He's, he's complaining. He's been completely on his own, all that. And it's just like been on your own and you've been promoted to this level with i guess feeding information and getting some information in return that's helped him go up but like well he he it was showed, a rebel before shows... he joined in the isb it seems like well that, that, that's that's what they're hinting at yeah. yeah but that shows to me you have some level of competency oh for sure that like 
he's he was actively bullshitting around in the first few episodes to earn the scorn and sky of this so they're not really paying attention to him, not expecting exactly. much exactly yeah so they can I, say I whatever yeah, so that yeah. they could say whatever they want around him and they feel like he wouldn't contemplate it in any and then he comes way. up with like oh we should do this and so now they're like, oh, shows, shit, you're right. We should. He shows a spark of brilliance every once in a while to save himself yeah. from any kind of chopping He doesn't chopping get demoted or anything, yeah. right? Just enough which over, to stay going. It's over six years. you got to have a good plan for So, like, when Luton's just like, no, we need, I need heroes. I and need you. If you're in the ISB, mm. you're going through, like, training. Then you went through officer training. And then you go into ISB training. Like, that's a lot of training to get to where he was. You also, it's also internal affairs, right? So you're not just like looking at people. People are looking at you constantly. So the best way to avoid that is to either be so good you're above anybody's looking at, and you're not doing that because then you have the, the minute you go out to do something <laughs> like this, yeah, you probably have three watched. other people with you yeah. or you're being watched. So the opposite is to be not terrible, but just a level above Mediocre. that. Where like. Yeah, N- never stand out above the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. You can't be asked to look at, or nobody's going to be like, oh, okay, well, he's gone, so whatever. Listeners, have you ever been a B student? Have you ever felt the <laughs> same as him? No, this is like this is like B yeah, minus to C yeah, plus yeah, yeah, yeah. around yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. And sometimes like, he gets that A. Sometimes he gets that A. It's like in that rare, in that rare moment of brilliance to everybody else. Mm. It's like you got the A, but it's like, no, nah, I've been I've been hacking myself with the knees, so I'm not that mm-hmm. constant A. Where he sees Deidre trying to be that one, so like, you have to look out for stuff like this because she's doing it and she's doing it well. Like mm. Ferrix is hell, but nobody's they've 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 scuttled Ferrix, right? So they don't care about it anymore. Mm. But you have people there that are starting to feel that rebellious intent. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like the next two episodes are so fucking up in the air. Can like, I it's... show you the Easter egg that I just found on Twitter? Go for it. So there's a username at Dan RS87. Thank you, by the way, Dan. Okay. Dan's for... account. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no. no, he he found or they found a um, an Easter egg in the uh, Luthan Luthan shop. This episode, it's in chat. Adme's uh, headdress from episode two. Huh? Isn't that sick? So when she's talking with Anakin, I believe this is on the. Or yeah, this is episode two. Yeah, it's either that or like when the they're very traveling. Beginning. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it's when Tycho's it comes right off. behind her. Yeah, because it's it's when Anakin comes off the shuttle with Obi Wan, I think, right at the very beginning. No, this is no. when they're about to go traveling. Oh, this is yeah, this is when they're going to yeah 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 Naboo yeah. So yeah, it's the the metal full headdress that's almost like a, a sun. I would say like a mm. half, half sun. And it's uh, right in the shot, right between uh, Clea and uh, what's his name. So I'll put that in the description of this episode. Yeah, you just went on talking about it for how yeah, long? Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, uh, yeah, that's a cool little Easter egg. So uh, thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Dan RS87. I retweeted it and thanked him on uh, on that as well. So appreciate it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Any other points for this episode, boys? It, we touched on it very briefly, but it it was kind of it was kind of interesting to me, but not super surprising that Luthen's just like yeah, fucking Anto Krieger, who cares? Yeah, and fifty <laughs> men, not just Anto yeah. Krieger, but the entire well, cell. Like Luthen says, it's only fifty men. Yeah, which also makes me wonder at this point how big the partisans are, or at least how big um, the people that he's working with are. Yeah, well, how big Saw's group is at this point, right? Like, yeah. if if it's only fifty men, then I would assume Saw's is in the hundreds, because Aldani was seven or six, yeah. so it's yeah. just like. At that point, it's a strike team. Like, yeah, that was a strike team. But, you're right. 
Yeah, because, yeah, it's 50 men. And I'm sure it's it's also Luthen just being like, yeah, who cares? Because I think... ISB plant is so much more worth oh, much more a cell of rebels, I guess, yeah. to him, right? So so it's it's it, it makes sense. It's the safer gambit, and nobody wants to work with Anto Krieger. If Saw doesn't want to work with Anto Krieger, who the fuck is going to work with him? Yeah. Which, granted, we, you know, maybe it's that Luthen doesn't know Saw, uh, Saw's, you know, anti-separatist bias. Now he does. Um now he would but but maybe he didn't know that going in or like but yeah it, it's interesting that if you've got every organization there um you know that this is not a re rebellion that is um you know not wanting for resources so it's interesting to that he's so quickly says yeah it doesn't matter so in in my head it meant that luthan's already just written off krieger yeah um, that's why he's 100%. just so quick to say it but it's just interesting to that um, this is the state that the rebellions in in the early points is like yeah there's a lot of crazy people um, who or people who are just so hot headed and and kind of going off uh, that it doesn't nobody cares anymore about what they're doing. Um, it kind of reminds me of just biased because I've been playing it recently. Fallout New Vegas, um, where you've got certain parts of certain factions that have gone off and just completely done their own thing and nobody really cares. Uh, just because it's like, well, it's the wasteland. We've got a, it's the apocalypse. We've got other things to deal with, as opposed to you know one uh, one legionary who went off and and became this weird haunting specter for the player character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see the resources of the fledgling rebellion in play because we also got the money thing with Mon Mothma too, right? Which uh, is kind of I guess bringing it in as well. But yeah, it's just that this kind of resource management. I don't know. Maybe it's activating neurons in my brain because I like four X games. Um, so I, I'm on my side being like, no, we should prioritize each resource as much as like as much as we can. But then, you know, in Luthen, I'm not in Luthen's position. Like if if I get caught in a bad position, I can't just restart. I can just restart the game. Luthen can't. Right. Um, so it's interesting just, Which, just seeing these things. It makes you think then, because like when if seeing how he's talking about Krieger now, how big of a test was it when he went to saw him? Like, hey, help Krieger out. It's just like, mm, I want to see true. the level of your insanity if you still got your head and can be it can judge a right decision from a wrong decision. Mm. I'm still not going to trust you with everything, but, but where are you on that spectrum? I know where I am. I know where Krieger's at. I'm not sure with you yet. And they have that back and forth, and he's constantly calling him crazy, and no, I'm not doing that, and I've got my own fucking people to look after. It's just like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. So I know that you're still in. I know that you're still good. Don't have to worry about you anymore. Here's your cameo for watchers and stuff like that, but it's like for him, it's just like I know where you stand. I know mm -hmm. you're still sane. That's all I needed to know. I talked about weapons because I had to come here with something to bring right. as a cover to be why I'm really here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right? So it just it just adds layers because Saul would have been fucked at this point. And especially the way you saw it, I was like, oh well, they're all they're all I don't need any crazy people in this rebellion. Do you think Andor is gonna go to Saw? Not to like no. him specifically, but to the partisans, because he was talking with, um, uh, Luthen about the partisans because he knew about them. So do you think maybe that's where it's gonna end up the end of the season? Like, because I've always talked it, about like the interesting if he went there, worked for them, and realized this is ain't this ain't it, but it's the mm. end of the se season. Right? I, I think that's how they get off of this place. Because... Yeah, that's also true. Sorry, how the hell are they getting off Narkina? Yeah, I mean, 
You can hijack because, a ship, probably. Well, that's the thing. If they run into partisans there, then yeah. it's a more natural uh, slide in, right? That's it. But, because like where what where they are now, it's just a wasteland. Like it was yeah. everything on in the water in that installation, but they got it from almost like gray, dusty sand kind of stuff. With yeah. no, I couldn't see anything in the horizon. Right. Because the, so the only. Like, yeah, because the only points we've got for the future is that uh, him and Melshi join Mothma's alliance. Yes. And Cassian's working for Draven. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of leeway. Like, Because that's the other thing. Now that Melshi's there, is it going to be like, okay, why are they going to now together discover this alliance that yeah. I think at this point literally doesn't exist? So how's that going to work? Yeah. Um, Maybe he, they find that cell that they're part of, right? Could be. That like the the I think the two options we've got right now are Saw's partisans, or but here's the thing I don't know when this cell's established, but the only other cell I can think of that's active right now is maybe Dodonna's rebels, right? Yeah. Um, because we see we know Dodonna's part of Mothma's alliance, and we see him show up at Adalon. Yeah. And we know he survives because Dodonna's part of um, Rebel Yavin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's part of Yavin, and he's he's the general at Yavin with Leia. Um, and then later on, I think he's in episode six somewhere, but, um, yeah, so like, that's about it. Like, I, I, I don't know if any of the other, I don't know what other rebel cells right now are canon, right? Yeah. Um, Just I don't like think ghosts, right? That's it. Yeah. Like it, but they're not part of the rebel alliance right now. No, they're not. doing their own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, who's up right now is Crix Maydeen here. I'd assume not, but I don't know. Because Crix is supposed to be post Rogue Squadron, but I, I, I we don't have we don't have Rogue Squadron yet. It's yeah. it's a movie that's indefinite at the moment. Again, well, I'm talking about the video games. I know, uh, but if they're going to do it in the in the movie, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that can be filled in. So we'll, well see what happens. On that note, let's get in the outro. Let's get in the outro because what did you guys think? Let us know, Noma. Oh, you meant what did the viewers think? I was like, we just finished. Took me a second as well. Context. But yeah, exactly. Uh, if you've got your own thoughts, whether you liked it, you hated it, what are you your thoughts on our uh, theories? Predictions. Yeah. We would love to know. I mean, hell, we've been we've been wrong, mo- or I've been wrong <laughs> most weeks. So it's fun to be yeah. wrong, honestly. In this instance, yeah, it's so yeah. good. Proven wrong is great. Exactly. When it shows up to be a better, I was right though with the four arc, four yeah, episode yeah. arc. I was right with that. Yeah, that's true. So I was not disappointed um, that it was four episodes. Of the year. It was worth. I'm it. just really interested in what the next two episodes are going to be because something big's yeah. got to happen now. But, oh, for sure. Yeah, we'd love to hear your own opinions on it. And one of the easiest ways to get in contact with us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com merch store got a merch store shop.voiceoftheforce.com uh, our email is connect at voiceoftheforce.com a little bit of a pattern there uh, social media wise we're on twitter and instagram the handle for both is at voiceforcepod as always retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing a listener base very much appreciated and as always you can listen rate review follow and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify amazon music audible cast box and all major podcast platforms are us five stars and comments with visibility and you can subscribe for free to the latest episode soon as releases thank you no if you caught any of that i'm impressed <laughs> thank you noma and thank you ed and remember if you can't swim try anyway then you got no ways yeah <laughs>
Then there's only one way out.